Welcome to Hello from the Other Side, where we validate how our loved ones on the other side are always with us, ready to help when called on. Here's your host, psychic, medium, and best-selling author of There Is No Death, Only Life, Maria Verdeshi. Hi, this is Maria Verdeshi, and welcome to Hello from the Other Side. Today, my guests are Judith and Kyle. They're going to be talking about there is no death, only life, signs we get from our loved ones on the other side, and we're going to talk a little bit about our spiritual practices and what got us here today, what life lessons we've learned, and how we've moved forward with those life lessons and um, embraced them, I want to say, and looked at them more in a positive way than in a negative way so we can keep moving forward. First up is Judith. Hi, Judith. How are you doing? Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm doing real good. Thanks. Great. Now, Judith, I know your father and father-in-law have both passed. Yes. And you've gotten signs from both of them. Yes, yes. And your father-in-law, I believe that you said that you have never met him. Right, no. But you've received signs from him. Yes. So if you can tell the audience and how you even knew it was him. Well, I've been on the spiritual path consciously since I was eight years old. It's been a long time. And so anyways, my husband was in the shower and I was at the sink uh, in the bathroom. I walked up to it and all of a sudden this fragrance came. I was smelling this fragrance and immediately I knew it was men in aftershave lotion because my father um, had worn it when I was little, little and growing up. But I knew... It didn't come from my father. I knew that it was my father-in-law, whom I never, ever, ever met. He passed away uh, before my husband and I got together. So it was like I knew it was my father-in-law. So I opened up the door to the bathroom. As I said, Peter was in the shower. And I said to Peter, Peter, what kind of aftershave lotion or cologne did your father use? And he immediately said, Menon. And I said, well, he's here right now, and he wants you to know that. So that was an experience with uh, my father-in-law. I love it. And you didn't have Menon aftershave in the house. Oh, no, God, no. I hadn't smelled Menon since I was young. Very, very, very young. But the fragrance was, like, blatant to me because of the experience with my father. And this was not my father contacting me. It was my father-in-law, as I said, whom I'd never met. And I asked Peter the question, what did your father, what kind of um, aftershave or cologne did your father use? Because I didn't want to say, did your father wear menin? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, love I it. wanted it to be an absolute positive that it was his father. Oh, that's great. I love how you asked him the question and didn't give him the answer. That's perfect. Perfect. That was important to me. And as far as my father is concerned, as I said, I've been on my spiritual path for many, many years. And uh, my father and I had different consciousness. 
we loved each other. We weren't close. And so my father's belief was, I mean, I believe in, in reincarnation and souls and et cetera. My father believed when you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> and so that was just it. That's it. When you're dead, you're dead. And so my husband, Peter, said to me, my father uh, was ill for quite a while. But anyways, my husband, Peter, said to me, when dad passes away, you're going to see He's going to come to you and say to you, you were right, because he believed when you're dead, you're dead. So my father passed away, and I lit a seven-day candle, and I had it on my altar in the bedroom. And I'm sitting on uh, the bed, and I get the candle, and it was the highest flame I, I had ever seen in one of the candles. And it was dancing up a storm, and I knew it was dad and he was uh, contacting me. And anyways, he was saying, you know, you were right all along. And then the one uh, material thing of my father that I wanted and I asked for when he passed away was this captain's uh, cap, a winter thing that he wore. And so it was on my vanity and I passed. And a couple of weeks after he passed, I stopped dead in my tracks, and I turned my head, and I looked at the hat, and my father said to me, I want you to give the hat to Jake, and that's my grandson, so his great-grandson, who he was very close with, young and very, very close with. And so I did. I gave Jake the hat, and... Um, my daughter was walking by Jake's room, and she heard Jake talking. And um, she thought, well, no one's, you know, no one's here. Whatever. She walked, and she looked, and Jake was wearing the hat and talking to my father. Oh, I love communicating. it. Communicating. And it was just so beautiful. And I, I didn't think when I saw the hat, and he said to me, I want you to give the hat to Jake. I didn't think, well, no, that's the only thing I have of yours. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm going to keep it. So I've been blessed that through my heart, I'm open to the communication with certain souls that have passed on. And that's why with my father-in-law, he came to me to let Peter know, you know that. I love that. And I love how you said that your heart is open to the messages. Mm -hmm. Yes. So for other people out there that they're struggling with their loved mm -hmm. ones on the other side mm -hmm. and they really want that message. And let's say they are getting a message and it's a pretty good message. Mm -hmm. But in their mind, they keep thinking, well, that's nice, but I want something bigger or I want more. What would you say to that person? Well, first, I also would like to express that since my father passed away, it's like we are so close. I mean, the connection is just so strong and the love and the freedom with it, it it's just, it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. As far as your question, it's because I think, number one, people are in their left brain, not in their heart, when they want 
to know. And they're intellectualizing. And people from the other side communicate through the heart. Yes. So if you open up your heart, not think about it, just open to it, you can receive the messages. It's like if you go to a medium and they're giving you, they're connected, I mean a good one, we're not talking about the phony ones, um, <laughs> a good one like you, a good Thank one you like Judith. you, a good one like you. They're communicating to you, for instance, they're communicating to you and they're telling you, and you're here, what they want to communicate to this person. Number one, to let them know it's really them and the messages that they want the other person to receive. And in order for the person to receive the messages, they need to have their heart open to receive it and not do things through their head. Do you know what I mean? The, the, um, oh, it makes so much sense. It's spot on. Um, because I think sometimes even when people come in for a reading, they have an agenda in their mind where their loved ones on the other side, they kind of don't have an agenda. And right. their message is going to be what they feel that needs to be given. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, oh, I know exactly Not what, what we right. feel right. that we need, right. but what they feel no, that you, that you yes. need. Yeah. And the message that they're going to give us is always going to be a message to help us move forward. Right, exactly. No question about it exactly. They know because they're on the other side mm -hmm. and their perspective is very different. Yours or ours on this side, even when we're more evolved or whatever, it's still much more limited than the other side. So definitely they would know from a higher place what you need to know more than you would because yours can be much more narrow. And, so true. Yeah, and to kind of turn it over and ask from my perspective to each other that before you go in, let's say, to a reading or when you want to connect, it's turning it over. You know, oh, for instance, if they're, if they're coming to you, before they even come to you, to ask, you know, for their highest good to receive the messages through you that they need at this point in time. I love that because when clients do that, those are the messages that just come flying through with ease right. is what I've experienced. And they'll tell me like after the reading, oh, yeah, well, before I meditated, I came here with an open heart and whatever was going to come through was going to come through. I, I really didn't have an agenda or anything. And then I'll just kind of, I will actually thank the client right, right. because it's so much easier hearing them and receiving the messages when they come in that way. Of course, of course. There's a flow. Yes. There's a flow. Mm -hmm. There's no pushback. That's so, oh my gosh, it's so true. It is really true. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Oh, thanks, That's Judith. I love that. Pleasure. And Kyle's here today. Hi, Kyle. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm so happy to be here and so thankful. 
Oh my gosh, I'm happy that you're here too. And we were kind of touching on before um, the show, we were talking about, um, well, all three of us chant, and with the um, chanting and how that has, making our lives better really isn't saying enough about it. It's incredible, and the gifts that are given, whether it's a life lesson that might not be our favorite thing, but it's always a great thing um, because it helps us learn and it helps us move forward. So life lessons are always those things that someone might say, oh, I've got the worst luck and this keeps happening and that kind of a thing where I know for myself, when I'll have something happen, I'll immediately, because I am someone that looks at the humor and everything, I will look at the humor in it and say, okay, I get it. What do I need to learn from this? I am open to the learning lesson, and I want to move forward and not repeat it. So, Kyle, um, with the practice... What can you tell us a a little bit and how it has enhanced your life and all the great things it's brought to you? Well, I think the most important thing is the word karma. This is that energy lifeline that has connected us through all our lives because it has to do with our soul. I think it was with this practice, you know, Nam Renge Kyo is actually connecting us to what we call the karmic bank. And so it's almost like a rotor rooter. The power of uh, chanting Nam Renge Kyo as an energy can really go into that place where the negative karma and the positive karma are stored and be able to activate it. So... When you were talking about the lessons, I refer to this practice as being detox. Everybody nowadays is talking about detox, you know, about what nutrients can I take or, you know, to be a healthier person. But not as many people talk about spiritual detox. And I think that this practice is truly spiritual detox. It's not always, I'm not always the person that can laugh when I, I am going through something. But what my experience of 46 years of this practice has been is that you are lightening your load of negative karma because in bringing forth awakening to what we call your Buddha nature, which Nam Renge Kyo is the name of your Buddha nature, you are bringing forth the light into the darkness. And it took me a long time to understand that balance of what some people say, yin and yang. But if Nam Renge Kyo is the force of the universe, I started thinking about you know, the balance of like night and day and, you know, how things are, which I really wasn't that much in touch with growing up in New York City. But then I started thinking about, you know, the birth process and equating that to like a little seed in the ground, you know, both what's in common is that that little seed really has to fight to get up to become a flower. And every mother knows that giving birth is not exactly without pain. But what happens? A beautiful flower comes to fruition and a beautiful being is born. 
you know. So I really think that that is very metaphorically what's happening in this cleansing process, you know. All this stuff is going on, perhaps you could say, like your soul is in the washer and the dryer, you know. But I can definitely say that I really feel like with every year, like everything was meant to be. It's everything that some people could say we signed on, you know. Yes, I'm going to have this life, you know, and it all has a purpose, and it's all a great school. And, um, you know, I went from being a very, a person that was really very much in the darkness because of an abusive background. But um, since we have been talking about people that have passed on, my experience from chanting it's been the father that I was never really allowed to get to know because I had a mother as a narcissist and I have forgiven her and really I know she's no longer that narcissist. But at the time, looking back on it, that's the way my life was as a child with this narcissistic mother and this woman trying to control my father. So when he passed on, I was with him. He had kidney cancer and he went very quickly. Luckily, I was not living abroad at the time. And so I was really able to be with my father. But we were living in Westchester. So he was at home and he was in a coma. And the nurse said to come quickly. And I know the reason of what he was waiting for, and I saw it myself. He was waiting for me to chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo into his ear because he heard that and he was just waiting for that. And then he passed on. And it was just amazing because almost immediately after that was his gratitude and that his saying he was sorry that he couldn't be the father that I needed, you know, but that he was really there now. And since that time, you know, it's not like he has come on his own with messages. It's I have called out to him. And every time I've called out with him, and it's really like, you know, I'm a very nervous person. So, you know, when I'm to go somewhere, you know, things I can't find all of a sudden. And I would, you know, I always called him Poppy. Poppy, can you please help me? I need to find my keys. I have to be at this place at a certain time. Boom. Oh, wow. And he has been like this over and over and over again, helping me when I'm like really nervous and really can't think or feel straight. And I really feel this unconditional love coming from him to support me. You know, like, I don't need to be nervous, you know, just calm down. Everything is going to be fine. He is a very strong force on the other side. And I love that, that, like you said, right when you call out to him, it's there. Whatever you're looking for or whatever you need are asking for, it's he's right there to help you and to guide you. Yes. And may I go along with my mother now and say what you did for me? Oh, please. Yes. yes. I am very, very, very grateful to Maria because, you know, having had an abusive childhood with my mother and she was the abuser, I was so worried when she passed on. I mean, I really chanted Nam Myoho Renge Kyo for her happiness, but I was still worried. 
And so when I had the reading with Maria, it's like my mother came in almost immediately and she started apologizing. And what was really amazing was that Maria said she felt like where my mother had been in terms of the negative causes she made and where she was now because of the chanting Nam Yoho Renge Kyo was just like totally different place. She was really shifting more into the light. I remember that. And if you don't mind, can I just add a little something with it? Of course. When I met Kyle, I didn't know that they chanted. I didn't know anything about their spiritual practice. And they had uh, readings in the house and they had me pick out which room I wanted to. In their idea, they had a different room and I immediately got, no, where else do you have? Well, they have a beautiful room downstairs where they do their chanting. Now, I didn't know that. Immediately when I walked down there, I said, oh, I like the energy here. It's here. And they started laughing and they're like, "Okay, this is where we chant. That makes sense. Still, I didn't know anything about it. So when Kyle's mother came through, like I said, I I didn't know Kyle before. I didn't know anything about her. And then when I started picking up on that energy of the chanting and I could literally see that that energy from the chanting that Kyle was sending to her mother was moving her mother forward on the other side. It was pretty amazing. And it made sense to Kyle, though, because I was sitting there going, uh, okay, Kyle, this is what I'm seeing. And does this make sense? And it did to her. So it was amazing. And now from the chanting, my mother is coming in while I am chanting. It's like I don't really even like to talk about her narcissism because it's like I understand now why I had this mother and why I had this childhood. And I know she has totally shifted from that place of narcissism. So I always feel like when I describe her as that, it's really not fair because I want to tell the public she's no longer that person. (laughs) Right. She has really evolved. And now we are actually, you know, when I am chanting, I can talk to her and she responds. It's like that's the telephone. That energy is for me what is really connecting us. I love it. So through chanting, through that energy, you're now able to connect with your mother on a higher level. And the energy coming through is different than when she was here. And you are and as I'm saying this, feel free to correct me in any way, you're able to have a better understanding and forgiveness for her. Oh, absolutely. It's like she didn't have anybody at that time. She was not connected to her mother. Her mother was off somewhere. So she didn't have an example like someone to teach her, nothing to see of how to be a wonderful mother. And certainly psychologists, that word didn't really, people weren't aware of that. People didn't go into psychology to become, you know, aware of how they could change, you know. So I just feel so much freer now because it is my responsibility to change. And I don't want to be stuck 
always rehashing the childhood because I feel it is a stuck place. I just like to say it almost like in the shortest way possible, but talk about the change and the shifting from chanting and just keep the, I'm in the driver's seat, it's my responsibility. And I don't want to be um, any type of blame because I think that's a negative energy that um, doesn't help me. And it certainly is cutting the cord of that openness when you said from your heart with the people have passed on. If I'm in the blaming and talking about, you know, the negativity of the childhood, it's like I've closed the door to that communication. Oh, my God. Spot on. I love it. That is great advice to everybody. It's really great healing advice and from your own personal experience. And thanks for sharing that because that is something personal that you went through that happened to you in your life. And I know someone that will be listening to this will grow from that and learn from that and say, hey, you know what? I had that too. Or so thank you. So I'm going to say thank you to Judith and Kyle. Pleasure. Well, I want to say congratulations, Maria, for your incredible book. There is no death, only life. And so I would encourage if people are listening to this podcast, please go and, and get the book because it's amazing. It really is amazing. And then please, you know, make an appointment with um, Maria because it will really be changing your life. Oh, thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. And if you do want to make an appointment, just go to mariaverdeschi.com. And the book is on Amazon, and it did go to the bestsellers list. So that's pretty exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hello from the Other Side. You can connect with Maria and book a reading at mariaverdeschi.com. While you're there, be sure to join her email list and be the first to receive special offers.